He began to snack on a large bud. I holstered the taser. Maybe if I left him alone, he'd OD. Sergeant Avalon? I turned. Neil Winston was standing on my roof between a large hydrangea and some bamboo stalks. He was wearing a bathrobe and slippers. Though it was a cool 65 degrees, he had sweat on his forehead, and I resented what that implied. What do you want, Neil? My voice was hard, clipped, pure cop. He took a step back, but didn't leave. Victoria, uh, she said you might be able to help me. I didn't like what my wife did for a living, and didn't like her clients. Neil was a skinny man with a big Adam's apple a few years older than me, a banker or an accountant or something uptight like that. Victoria respected me enough to not talk about her work, but I did routine background checks on everyone she associated with. Call me Mr. Concerned Husband. Help you with what, Neil? I could feel my shoulder muscles bunch up. You sound, um, a little angry. Victoria said you weren't a jealous man, that I could come to you without any fear whatsoever. I have to be honest, I'm feeling a little bit of fear. I thought about the taser, and allowed myself a small grin imagining what he'd look like flopping around on the ground doing the million-volt boogie. He'd look pretty damn good, I decided. That, uh, scowl makes you seem even scarier. Neil took another step backward. Sergeant Avalon, there's no competition here. I'm a thin, homely, lonely little guy who has to pay a social worker for sex. I hated the term social worker. It sounded like Victoria was helping poor people with their family problems instead of being a state-licensed prostitute. A state-licensed prostitute who made more than double my peace officer's salary. But you, Neil blabbered on, you're a hero, you're handsome, with large, intimidating muscles, you own a beautiful home, and you married a goddess. There's no need to be jealous of me, Sergeant Avalon. My wife bought the home with her savings, but the rest of what he said was close enough to true. It looked like Neil's knees were knocking together beneath his robe, so I eased off the throttle a bit. What is it you want, Neil? You're a timecaster, right? I mean, well, of course you are. But do you still do it? Use the machine? Yeah, I said, all the time. I hadn't turned on the Tev in about eight months. No need to, with crime practically non-existent these days. All I used it for was show and tell at grammar schools. Well, I, uh wondered if you couldn't maybe help me with something. I let my frown deepen. What errand did Victoria expect me to run for this poor schlub? Find his missing kitty? Discover who was peeing on his doorstep? Help you with what, Neil? It's my aunt, Zelda Peterson. Neil's voice got lower. I think someone murdered her. I sighed. Besides being thin, homely, and lonely enough to pay for sex, Neil was obviously fucked in the head. There hadn't been a murder in the tax-paying sections of Illinois for more than seven years. 
there hadn't been a violent crime in more than five. The closest thing to a crime spree these days was a parking ticket followed by pinching an apple from a street vendor. But since this was one of my wife's clients, I responded with restraint. You're fucked in the head, I told him. Believe me, that was restraint. Look, Sergeant Avalon, I know it sounds crazy. I know nobody gets murdered anymore. Heck, there hasn't even been a fatal car accident in as long as I can remember. That's because of peace officers like you. Because of time casters. Since everyone knows there are no more secrets, everyone is more careful. I was serious when I said you're a hero, Sergeant Avalon. If he laid it on any thicker, I could insulate my house with it. And, truth told, he appeared pretty shaken up. Normally anyone who spent time with Victoria had a happy, satisfied look.